What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so honored that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we do. We are so excited for this week. Let's get into it. What is popping, people on the podcast web? Welcome in from wherever you're listening. The podcast app could be Spotify because we're on Spotify now. Or I don't really know any other ways, but I'm sure there are them. We are so thankful that you are here. My name is, of course, Micah Mosley, and I am here with my wonderful friend, Jonah Stairs. What up? Jonah, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Sure? Yeah. You have a good Christmas? It hasn't happened. By the time this gets out, Christmas will be over. Yeah, no, totally. I had a great Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I had my first, what I feel like is an adult Christmas, because my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, you know, I'd really like some new car mats, which is the most (laughs) lame thing ever. But you know what? I got them, and I am thrilled to have some rubber car mats in my car. Did you actually already get them? I did already get them. Even though it's not Christmas Even yet. though it's not Christmas. Okay, yeah. My mom, we went on a little boys trip, so my mom was boys. like, you'll have some leaves in the car, <laughs> things from nature. Better get those rubber mats down. So yeah, uh, I'm pretty disappointed in myself for asking for such a lame gift, but boy, are they uh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that. But... As Christmas is wrapped up, we are approaching the next big holiday, More which like is unwrapped. Am I right? <laughs> as we are unwrapping Christmas, we are moving toward New Year. New Year's, everybody's favorite. Yes. And what comes along with New Year's other than the resolutions? Fireworks. Resolutions. <laughs> resolutions. Oh yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions. I know what you're thinking. Micah, there's no way the Bible talks about New Year's resolutions. No way. I would say au contraire. (laughs) My sly friend, but it does. Oh, it does. It very deeply does. We're going to talk today about New Year's resolutions. I'll tell you what. The Bible talks about everything if you let it. If you let it. If you're listening. Sure. If you have eyes to hear and ears to see, then you won't get much done because your eyes need to see and your ears need to hear. What? (laughs) (laughs) I said it backwards the first time, okay? Okay. Gosh. Anyways, let's just kick it off with some uh, scripture Mm -hmm. because we're bringing it back. Sure. We keep bringing it back. We will always bring it back. Right. Because ain't no thing. Ain't nothing but a thing. (laughs) So, Romans... Chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I'll tell you what, that sounds pretty good to me. When I think about New Year's resolutions, I think there is an image that the world wants me to conform to. And I'll admit, sometimes I get sucked into that peer pressure, New Year's resolution, 
lose however much weight, read this many books, uh, learn to speak a new language. You know, I get all these, but really it's just, it, and I'm just speaking for myself, but it, it's just kind of all these things that I feel like will enrich my life. When really, that's just what the pattern of the world is saying that these things will enrich your life. But scripture says something different. They say that, scripture says that when you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you can discern what God's will is. And that is ultimately what will be enriching in your life. So with that being said, I would encourage you and me and you, Micah, if you're into it, to just kind of reframe how you're looking at New Year's resolutions. Because I don't think you shouldn't have them, yeah. per se. But I also don't think there's anything magical about January 1st. Nope. <laughs> so it kind of comes down to what is your relationship with the Lord looking like? And are you going to allow Him to transform you by your mind being renewed? Or are you going to try to transform yourself by really just conforming to what the world wants you to do. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think that's a great <laughs> point. I think a lot of New Year's resolutions, if you really think about it, can be pretty selfish yeah. and pretty self-fulfilling. When we think, oh, I'm reinventing myself, and this is my year, this yeah. is the year that I find love, this is the yeah. year that I get in shape, and all these things. And, oh, not and, that and these are all the, the healthy things to do, yeah. right? And not that those things are bad, but when you make them ultimate and you make that your utmost goal instead of making the pursuit of Jesus in relationship with him your goal, yeah. that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. And I think even as I think about all these different goals that we set that um, feed ourselves and can make our image look better and all these different things, I would challenge you maybe to make your goal uh, something that glorifies the Lord or yeah. brings others closer to Him. So if you're looking for a goal and you're like, I don't really have any, man, maybe make your goal to uh, share the gospel more this year. Yeah, I think that's a goal that glorifies the Lord and probably something that you should be doing more of. I think we should all be doing more of it. I definitely should be doing more of that. Absolutely. And I think that's a goal that could probably take more priority than, oh, I'm not going to drink soda for a whole year. Yeah. I think that should take a little bit more of a priority, but it's also a harder one to do because yeah. it involves being uncomfortable. Not that other resolutions aren't hard, but just to bring us back. No doubt. 1 Corinthians 6.12 <laughs> says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be ruled by anything. So just because something is lawful doesn't mean that it's always good. And the end of that verse says, but I will not be ruled by anything. Let me just throw out a few things that I think I see, I have seen myself ruled by, and I think I see a lot of other people ruled by. Social media is a big one. Instagram, specifically. I would say, and this might make some people mad, but I think coffee is honestly something that a lot of people are ruled by. You have become dependent on coffee for your source yeah. of energy and for joy. And How many people have you heard say, I'm not me until I have my coffee in the morning? Yeah, you're not you until you get in the Word. Amen to that, <laughs> brother. Are you kidding me? I think, uh, what, are, what was I saying? Not being ruled by uh, your physical image, what you look like in the mirror. 
Um, just to name a few things that I think I may have been ruled by, and I think I've seen other people ruled by. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with those. Those aren't against the law. This verse says, you know, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. So just because you can do it doesn't mean that it's helpful to you. So you, depending on coffee every single day to be your source of energy and happiness, you're ruled by that. Yeah. Whether you want to admit it or not, and you think, oh, it's just coffee. If you're looking at that at all to replace a source of energy and happiness from something that only Jesus can truly give you, you might be ruled by that. So I think I would take a step back with all your resolutions that you're going to make and take a look at that verse and then maybe just take a look at your life and think, man, what is ruling me that may not at first glance appear to be harming me in any way? Yeah, yeah. And I think like with all things, it's comes down to your heart posture, your motivation behind doing these certain things or setting these certain goals, because I don't think there's anything inherently sinful about drinking coffee. Nope, not at all. Not at all. But if you, even if your goal to give up coffee, if your goal to lose weight, your goal to run more, exercise, eat healthier, all these different things, read more books, all these things are good, healthy things on the outside, Um, but it comes down to what is your motivation for it on the inside, like Michael was saying, are you allowing these things to dominate your life, are you dependent on these things to give you value, you know, like, hey, if I can meet my weight loss goal by this time, then I get a little, a, a little bit of value added to me. Sure. Okay, well, who says? The world? The world I don't does. know. People? Commercials? Companies that are trying to sell you stuff? Because I've never, I haven't seen anywhere in Scripture where God has said, hey, you need to uh, meet all these different physical standards for me to love you. Sure. No. He says you need to meet this one standard. Give me your life. Yeah. Give me your life. And that's kind of what it comes down to. And so I, I think for me, a, a big thing is I think a lot of times New Year's resolutions, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, I, not my place. I'm just going to say it for myself. They're mo- more often than not motivated out of fear, which, you know, a lot of times ends up being insecurity or anxiety or worry and all these different things. But Really, at the, at the root of it is fear. Um, fear of how people see me, fear of how I see myself, fear of the future, what I'm going to be able to accomplish, and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And so I try to set these goals, but really these goals, whether I admit it or not, are just, they're my way of trying to make something happen in my life. My way of trying to take control of my life, which a lot of people say that's a great thing to do at New Year's. Take control of your life. Get back control over your life. This life isn't your own. I'm telling you, this life is not your own. And I would argue the opposite for your New Year's resolutions. Give up your life in 2021. Give it up to Jesus. Completely give up your life. And you might be like, oh, I'm already a Christian. I gave my life to Jesus. Did you give everything to Jesus? Every day, are you giving everything to Jesus? Because I gave my life to Jesus when I was a kid. But there's still days where I'm keeping things for myself, where I'm still hanging on to control. 
And so I just want to encourage you um, that there is an alternative to fear, to being motivated by fear, and it's love. And the only true love comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I just want to bring it back real quick yeah. to some scripture. Talk to me. First John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. And I like that it says fear has to do with punishment because I think a lot of times what people view as healthy goals in their lives are really, they're, they're trying to punish themselves. We are trying to punish ourselves for, well, you know, I ate too much garbage this year, so I'm going to punish myself and eat healthier this next year. And again, there's nothing wrong with eating healthy. In fact, it's better for you than not eating healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like a really stupid thing to say. But again, I just want to reiterate, it. at the end of the day, the food you're eating really doesn't matter as much as the spiritual food that you're eating, the, yeah. the stuff you're taking into your spirit. And so I just want to reiterate that it's really important what your heart posture is going into New Year's resolutions. And again, we keep emphasizing New Year's resolutions. You can make these goals any day of the year. Any day. Any day. Any day. And I think some people even get caught in this cycle of, well, it's December and it's Christmas, so I'm just going to gorge myself on whatever unhealthy thing I want. Not necessarily food, but whatever unhealthy thing I want. And I'll get right back on that train in January. Mm-hmm. Well, you're just reinforcing an unhealthy cycle, an unhealthy thought process because that does not reflect the kingdom of god yeah something else i would like to talk about a little bit is the heart behind why you're making your new year's resolutions so matthew 23 5 says they do all their deeds to be seen by others for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long so they make their what (laughs) their phylacteries so i had to look up what that means i had no idea it was basically this box that jewish men would carry around that had basically all the rules that the Bible had, and they would make that big and open so that people would see that they are following the rules, basically. Oh, look at my phylacteries. Yes. So I think something we can take from this verse is taking a step back and looking at why it is you are doing, setting this resolution that you're setting. So if your New Year's resolution is to get in better shape and to be, you know, more muscular or something, okay, Why? If your why is so that you look good when summer comes around and you can take off your shirt and have people look at you, your heart's not in the right place because at that point, you're feeding your fear of people because you're seeking the approval of people. Galatians 1.10, uh, one of my favorites says, For am I seeking the approval of God or of man? If I were still seeking the approval of man, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So if your whole point of your resolution is for the approval of other people, you're not a bondservant to Christ. So we're kind of in a loop there. Yeah. But I think it can also be healthy because I think the Bible does talk about, you know, about stewarding your body well and having, you know, treating it as a temple. Yeah. So I think if your heart is to treat your body as a temple so that you can honor and um, steward well this body that the Lord has given you because you want to be um, as physically fit as possible, that so you have the most energy to use the spiritual gifts that you have in place. Yeah. I think that is honorable to the Lord, but I think there's a difference between that and trying to get in shape so that girls will see your six pack. Yeah. I think there's a difference in yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I, I think even to take it one step further that I think might be even a little offensive to some people is you can take even some of the most spiritual, how you would say, how we, you would see like spiritual things and, you know, things that you should be doing with your life. And you can even turn those into unhealthy things that you're doing. Um, like, let's say if you have a New Year's resolution to preach five times this year. Well, that's great. You're spreading the word of God. Mm-hmm. But why did you set that goal in the first place? Was it to spread the word of God? Or was it so that you, you wanted your pastor to see you so you could get a promotion? <laughs> yeah. Or you wanted him to come pat you on the back? Or you wanted the approval of, of the people in your church? Or you thought, man, I had this great idea about this scripture. I want to tell other people so that they can tell me how smart I am. Yeah. There's nothing healthy about that. Nope. Not at all. Why do you think Jesus was always yelling at the Pharisees? That's exactly <laughs> what they were doing. Yeah. That is exactly what they were doing. So it comes down to your heart behind what you're doing. Again, I, I think most of the goals people set for the New Year's, for their New Year's resolutions, are generally healthy things. But I think a lot of times the motivation is what can be health, unhealthy and ultimately destructive to, to what you're actually, you know, doing to yourself. And so I think it's important to um, just kind of take stock of your heart and ask the Lord, God, what do you want to be working on in my heart this year? Because at the end of the day, I can make a whole list of all the things I want to work on, but if your list is completely different, then it might as well be for nothing that I'm doing all those New Year's resolutions. Um, So I think it's just important to note that. Um, It's really important what your heart is behind it. But I think sometimes that can be a little confusing when it comes to discipline and like, well, am I, it's like, well, this isn't coming. I'm, 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 in, I'm in my relationship with the Lord and this isn't coming easily to me. So does that mean I just shouldn't do it at all? Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a wrong way of thinking too, or this is hard. And I felt like maybe God told me to do this, but it's hard. So it must not be his will for me. Okay. That's, a dumb way of thinking I'll just say it um, and and I think there's just kind of this misconception that well if God wants it to happen in my life then it's going to come easily and I won't have to work at it mm. um, and that's wrong yeah that's just wrong and so I just want to bring that back to scripture Hebrews 12 verse 11 says no discipline seems pleasant at the time but it's painful And later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And then just as a little bonus, verse 12 says, Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. (laughs) Oh, I just love that. I think it's hilarious. But um, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, it's really important that your heart posture is right. But even if your heart posture is right and you're still not disciplining yourself and doing actually obeying the things God is wanting to do in your life and and telling you to do then that's not really worth anything either Mm -hmm. oh well my heart is in a good place it's the thought that counts right well no you're not actually doing anything Um, or well I'm doing all the right things well your heart is in the wrong place so both of those I think are pretty much worthless solutions so you gotta put two and two together yeah and Matthew 6 has a lot 
to yeah. say about this, as I just discovered right before we started recording this. <laughs> um, but I like Matthew six twenty four as one. It says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And I think you could replace money with a lot of things there. You cannot serve God and uh, coffee. You cannot serve God and the gym. You can't serve mm. God and your protein shakes. And, you know, yep. there's a lot of things. So you can't serve two masters. There has to be priorities to that. Um, and then also in Matthew 6, verses 25 and 26, it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Look at that right there. Dang. I think that messes with a lot of people, because that verse is saying you probably care too much about what you're eating or drinking and what clothes you're putting on your body. Yeah. And if the Lord would love the birds enough to give them food to eat, is he not going to do that for you? Yeah. I think that's so simple, and yet we overlook it. And just one more from Matthew 6. Um, so I think this one can be pretty applicable when it comes to money. I think around New Year's, something can be like, oh, this is the year where I make X amount of dollars or something like that. And I want to preface and say, making money is not evil in any way. And I don't think God hates money. I don't think God wants you to necessarily be dirt poor if you're a Christian. I don't think that's biblical at all. Um, but 619 says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves your treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What else do you want to hear? What else do you want to hear? That lays it out. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I just, I always want to talk about New Year's resolutions because I think it's just, it's important, I feel like, to feel empowered and to feel like your life can be improved. I mean, I think that's, that's a great way to, to think about your life. Like, hey, things can be better, and I want to work hard at making them better. I think that's a great way to think. Um, I think there's something... I, I think it's kind of ridiculous, though, that it all revolves around this one day of the year that something magically inside of you will change in January that will motivate you to do all the things that you weren't motivated to do last year. <laughs> Well, nothing magically is going to change overnight. Um, it's going to change through you being renewed in your mind by God. And the only way to do that is to get in his word and to spend time with him and allow the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and start to change things from the inside out. Um, and you know what they say, you, um, you output what you input? Yeah. And I think that's just, it's one of those things that's like if you are spending all of your time trying to fix the outside, I mean, it's even in scripture. Jesus said it. I don't remember where, but he was saying, I believe you. if you clean the outside of the cup, 
That does nothing if the inside is still dirty, but if you clean the inside of the cup, the outside will also be clean. And obviously, he's not talking about washing dishes. Yeah. He's talking about your spirit and your life. Take care of what is on the inside, and everything else will be taken care of because it's, it's like a chain reaction. If you live your life just, just spending time with the Lord and focusing on Him and making Him everything, like all your energy in your life is focused on Jesus, then He will take care of the clothes on your back. He'll take, he'll, he'll take care of the food that you're putting into your body. And I'd even go a step further and say, the more I understand about who God is and about who he says I am, the less I'm concerned with trying to prove myself to other people. But even more than that, the more I'm motivated to take better care of myself. Honestly, when I, when I believe, when I really believe that Jesus loves me and I believe the things he says about me, that actually motivates me to take better care of myself. And I don't really have a, a great explanation for why that happens, but I think it happens with humans too. When you really believe you're loved by somebody, you just, you're healthier. You take better care of yourself. You, and, and I think, again, I don't know exactly what goes on in your brain that makes that transition, but I know it's pretty much a universal truth. When you really believe you're loved and you, you feel that love, you're just more able to take care of yourself and and just be more loving and wholesome in that relationship. Yeah, I think something that we're going to hear a lot about um, at the end of this year is about how bad twenty how bad twenty twenty was. Yeah. Um, and I think that just makes me laugh a little bit because yeah. I think some people think that you know when 2021 hits that everything's just gonna be okay. you'll just wake up on january 1st and be like oh everything's yeah. back to normal it's yeah. 2021 and i think you can't look to like a new year like this calendar this earthly calendar that we have resetting to be the fix in your life and i'll be the first one to say it like 2020 it was difficult in some ways i think we can all agree that that covid was tough and i think even for myself 2020 was tough just with uh, online learning and you know getting broken up with with someone that I thought I would date for a long time like those things aren't easy yeah um, and I'm sure you all have things too but I think you can't look at 2021 and think this is my year I think instead of looking at this as your year instead maybe look at your life and think this isn't mine I'm gonna give this to the father and if it takes a new year resetting for you to come to that reality then that's great but first Corinthians 6 19 through 20 says do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. It shouldn't take a new year to do that. Yeah. And then another one we always like to bring up is Colossians 3, 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. How can your resolutions refocus you on things that aren't on this world? Not that any of your resolutions are necessarily evil or that doing something on this earth is going to set you back in heaven but maybe just take a look and think how can i have a heavenly perspective this year and if it takes a calendar reset for you to come to that realization that's okay yeah but let's look at this less about us and how we can make ourselves better and maybe look at our lives and see how we can give that up and surrender that to the father better 
That's a good word. Well, thanks, Daddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, do you have anything else at all? That's all I got. No? Be cool, babe. Do you have any resolutions? I haven't really thought about it yet. I haven't. I have not thought about it yet. We're recording this on December 17th, so <laughs> I haven't really thought about it. But, but honestly, it, it's one of those things that there's a lot that the Lord, just on a personal note, there's a lot that the Lord is bringing up in my heart right now. And I would hate to be like, well, I'll just wait to work on that until January because that that would make a great New Year's resolution. So I'll save it for then. Yeah. No, he's bringing it up right now. So you know what? I'm in a process. Yeah. And for me, like, what what better resolution to have than to allow the Lord to come into my heart and do what he wants to do? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, as long as I'm spending my days with Jesus, as long as I am investing in that relationship, I don't think there's any harm in me saying I want to read 50 books this year. Dang, that's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. I'm I want to read on 20 books this year. <laughs> um, I don't think there's any harm in that. Uh, but if, I, if for some reason I wanted to read that many books to prove to somebody how smart I was and that I'm better than them, yeah, there's definitely harm in that. Yeah. So, it, again, I, I think for me right now, I haven't made a list of goals that I want to really accomplish in 2021. Really, because right now, today, my main focus is just to give the Lord space in my heart and in my life to do what He wants to do. Because He's been bringing some stuff up that I know He wants to be working on. Mm. And so I want to partner with Him and, uh, and go through that process. However unpleasant or transformative it may be and that's another thing if you want results in your life you're probably going to have to go through some unpleasant and sure. uncomfortable things i mean it's the same with working out yeah. you got to tear those muscles to grow them and a lot of times uh when it comes to healing in your own life and in your own heart yeah it, you you have to go through some pain to get the healing yeah i think i just thought of something funny. remember when i borrowed <laughs> wild at heart from you have you even I'm opened so, I'm it? St I'm still in the first oh chapter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but also, I think when New Year's comes around, something we have to think about is maybe some of the stuff, like the ways we've been living our life are so out of whack that it'll be kind of hurt a little bit to get back to the point where we're using it the right way. Yeah. So like I, I broke my thumb and I had a, a surgery to have a bunch of screws put in. And I had to go to physical therapy, right? And it would take a lot of work and it would hurt and it would be uncomfortable before I was able to get back to the point where my thumb was operating the way it was meant to operate. Mm. And I think a lot of our resolutions can look the same way where you're going to have to really put in the focus and make yourself uncomfortable to get whatever aspect of your life it is back to the point that it was meant to do and it was probably to glorify God. So yeah. I think it's uncomfortable, but now I can use my thumb. I can't shuffle cards, <laughs> but I think that was going to happen yeah. no matter what. So I think it'll be uncomfortable, um, but it'll be worth it. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, we love you guys. We'd love to hear your resolution. So Absolutely. send me your Jonah a text. And also, thank you for listening. We say that, but whenever someone says, hey, I listen to the pod, they could say I listened to it and I hated it, but I would be so happy that they <laughs> even listened to it. So thank you for listening to us this year. We're excited to uh, see what next year has to offer for bringing it back, baby. No doubt. All right. We love you. We'll see you next year.